0: Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. If you think of a speech like a painting, the message is the overall picture. Our body is the frame for the message, and our voices are the fine finishing strokes. If you're missing one of them, or if one of them fails to support or contradicts the other, then the message your audience receives is unlikely to be the one you want to send. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10 with your host, Kim Craggy. If you're new to Toastmasters or just curious, this podcast is for you. We examine the Toastmasters education program and add just a few bits of extra information to help you face your fears and step up to the stage with confidence. When you're ready to discover the voice inside you and the leader you can become, Toastmasters will be there. Let's start at the beginning with Toastmasters 101. Think about the Mona Lisa for a minute. Within his medium, Leonardo da Vinci managed to create an image that has captured the imagination of people for centuries. Everyone knows her face. But who knows what's in the background of the picture? Of course, someone knows. There's always someone who knows. When you look at the background of the Mona Lisa, is it a very colorful picture? Not so much. Maybe it's age. Maybe it was da Vinci's intention. Our vocal variety is a medium just like da Vinci's palette. We have some variations of color we can add to our speeches. Commonly, we talk about three sets of opposites, fast and slow, high and low, loud and soft. The Competent Communicator Manual talks about these and about pauses, a highly underutilized way to accent a point. Each of these values and pauses is used to convey emotion. Like body language, our vocal variety says as much or more than our words. Is Mona Lisa smiling? I read that some art scientists have identified the trick of painting that da Vinci used to create her face. It's a layering technique using very fine brush strokes and light shades of paint called sfumato. Depending on where you stand, Lisa may be smiling or not our voices are layers in our speaking. If you think of a speech like a painting, the message is the overall picture. Our body is the frame for the message and our voices are the fine finishing strokes. If you're missing one of them, or if one of them fails to support or contradicts the other, then the message your audience receives is unlikely to be the one you want to send. When considering the layers you want to present to your audience, It's all too easy to assume that your audience is just like you. Maybe you just want the facts and nothing but the facts. This may lead you into a monotone presentation. This is less than ideal. It's boring. Even if you were standing on your head, a monotone voice is not going to be a speech that's going to keep your audience's attention. Like PowerPoint presentations, there are specific techniques to making your voice carry your information in interesting ways. Consider the good news, bad news presentation commonly given in a technical presentation. How do you do these things without descending into long-winded explanations? Use your voice. If you're not a journalist whose job it is to objectively report the news, then you have a world of options out there. Motivate your audience. Use humor to explain difficult concepts. Invite them to weigh different opportunities in the light of new information. Inform them about the grave circumstances and the potential for growth. Vocal variety can convey all these options without ever changing your text. Don't believe me? Try this. President Franklin Roosevelt said, We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Take that phrase and shout it. Now picture the person who is shouting that line. Now whisper it. Now picture the person who whispers that line. It's not the same person, is it? Both of these characters are trying to motivate themselves and others to face their fears. But by changing the voice, the character is changed. I see different people with differing voices in diverse circumstances, but both in need of the same message. Those are the images I see in my mind's eye when I hear this one line with differing tones. No doubt you have different ideas, but you have characters saying them. They're not words or ideas. You can take a phrase and you can whisper it. You can say it in a high, squeaky voice. You can bellow it in a low, deep voice. You can say it fast. You can drawl it out slowly. You can hiss it quietly. You can yell it across the room. Most of the speech values of speed, volume, and pitch can be used to convey emotions. Even opposites can convey the same emotion. What's different between yelling and intense whispers? Both project deep emotion into your presentation. It's a matter of the character you want to portray. The same phrase in a teen's voice may be yelling, I told you so, to the taut, harsh voice of an old woman saying, I told you so. Both bring out anger and some self-righteousness, but they're opposite values. Even if you're giving out a strictly factual presentation, the facts you're presenting have some character, or you can give them character and emotional weight with the values of your voice and well-timed pauses. Passion will always be heard in a voice. You shouldn't try to conceal it, but you must harness it. Use your powers for good. Vocal variety is about emotion and about the character of your speech. Every speech, to some extent, is a story. The characters in the story are each unique, and you vary your voice to show that. What happens when stage fright hits your voice? Stage fright often shows up in our voices. My mouth goes dry, my throat closes up, I can't breathe. These are all common reactions that affect our voices. While you're learning how to control the energy that manifests as stage fright, here are some techniques to help you get over these particular symptoms. Drink water an hour before you expect to speak. A drink with you on the stage isn't necessarily a bad thing if you can use it wisely, but stage fright often drives wisdom right out of our heads. Don't trust yourself to know when a drink should be a part of your speech or when it's going to disrupt the flow of your presentation it's much better to choose to drink earlier. A mouthful of water just before you speak just isn't gonna help you very much, but a glassful an hour earlier will hydrate your body. I know some people like to use specialty products that will keep their mouths moist. I've never used any of them to recommend them. I can, however, recommend that you eat a green apple. This old theater trick is probably older than Shakespeare, but there's a reason it's still around. Eating an apple, especially a sour one like a green Granny Smith, tells your salivary glands to kick it into gear, and they'll keep producing even after you're done eating. You almost can't have a dry mouth after eating a tart apple. Having trouble with breathing? As you give your speeches, try to notice where you start to get breathless. Is it when you approach the stage? Take some deep breaths during the introduction to your speech through your nose. Expand your chest and contract your abdominal muscles to support your back during these deep breaths to get as much air into your lungs as you can before you start. In fact, let me give you a great hint that helps move the meeting along and gives you a chance to get your breath while waiting for your introduction. Stand off to the side of the room when the Toastmaster begins your introduction. Just by standing, you'll have more room to stretch and breathe, and you'll be at the ready to approach a lectern for your speech. This moves the meeting along and adds energy to the audience. Give it a try. Are you having trouble during your speech? If you write out your speech, put a note, breathe here, to encourage yourself to stop. The pause to breathe is calming. Your audience will go right along with you. What do you think? Is Mona Lisa smiling? Don't leave your audience wondering what emotional state you wish to present. Make your voice do the work. That emotion, conveyed to the audience, has the power to encourage your listeners to want to do what you want them to do. To review, vocal variety is the way you convey emotion. You can use opposite values to express the same emotion. Every speech has layers, the message, the body language, and the voice to communicate your ideas, your character, and your emotions some tricks that can help you deal with stage fright symptoms that attack your voice. You will master stage fright eventually. We've covered most of the competent communicator projects in this podcast so far, but maybe you're thinking you can do better with those skills in an upcoming speech. Review your work with your mentor and ask for specific points that you can be working on. That actually is the point of the grammarian and timer roles in the meetings. When you start to notice other people's bad filler words or when they go over time, you correct yourself at the same time. Learning to give up filler words isn't hard. It just requires your attention. In our next podcast, we'll be talking conspiracies. You won't believe what I've got to tell you! Meeting adjourned.